Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. All right, and we're back with NBS Fitness Radio. I am here with Kim Rogers. Kim has been a member at NBS since when? Early 2016. Okay, cool. So we're going on five years now. Yes. No, I mean, a little over five years because we moved yes. in here in May. And you yes. said you're at the original uh, the building. Old gym. Okay, yes. cool. Uh, so let's kind of uh, let's learn a little bit more about your fitness journey. Kind okay. of talk to us about kind of uh, things you've done fitness related throughout your life, what you did in, in when you were young in high school, okay. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So give us your story. I wasn't much of a sports player. I did cheer palm for a couple of years here and there. Uh, never played sports. Um, but in ninth grade in gym class, I really got to experience what weightlifting was. We had like a semester of weightlifting in the football. Where'd you go to high school? The what? Where'd you go to high school? Bolton. Okay. Yeah. So we had a semester in the weight room and I loved it. And I went home, I told my dad for Christmas, I want a bench set. And he's like, okay. (laughs) That's awesome. My bench was in the formal living room at the time, and I, <laughs> I worked out. I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I moved some weight. So, um, But I did aerobics. Step aerobics was real big in the 90s. Yeah. Um, I think that was mainly the main thing I did was step aerobics. Okay, so. I loved it. In ninth grade, they, uh-huh. they like, took you into the weight room, yes, and y'all so, were doing, like, barbell work? Yeah, like, um I mean, y'all just squat Weights. and bench or whatever? No, we didn't do like Olympic type lifting, okay. just with the machines. Okay, so you did like the machine circuit. Yes. Okay, yes. very cool. Yes. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so did some step aerobics uh, and started doing some weightlifting in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about when you went to college or, or out of uh, high school? Uh, I just stayed in like local gyms, okay. classes. Um, I used to go to the uh, women's fitness only in Germantown, the YMCA, not YMCA. I think it was the YMCA. It used to be in Germantown. It was women's only. So I was comfortable doing that. Yeah. Um, So I just, I just kind of did my own thing. You just kind of stuck with like the free weights and like classes, some of the aerobic classes. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, When were you kind of first introduced to more kind of like the, the barbell stuff? When I came here. Okay. So what attracted mm-hmm. you to come to MBS on the uh, on the front end? I had some mutual friends that knew people that went here, and I was looking for a certain um, type of gym. You know, the local gyms, you just can't get that there. Yeah. And they're like, the trainers here are awesome. Go try it out. And I walked into the old gym, and I was like, I was overwhelmed. I was like, this <laughs> is nothing like I've ever done before. But I was like, I think this is where I'm going to get the look I want. Yeah. And um, I joined, and I just – Kept coming and got over my fear and started training. I remember back get, then we were kind of like more focused on kind of like figure um, yes. competition type of look. Yes. Now, originally did, that was my yeah. goal. Like, how did you get kind of like introduced to that? Like how did that kind of pop into your head? It's like that's something I want to work on. Um, when Annie was here. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I looked at her and said, I want to look like that. Okay. And she says, you can. Yeah. So I just... Kept at it, got with the trainer, changed my diet. Yeah. That is key. Yeah. That is key right there. Um, changed my diet and just stuck with it. I knew what my goal was, and I just made it a part of my everyday life to come in here and get it done. Um, how often were you working out prior to that? Not, not often. I would go to a local gym once or twice 
a week. Okay. Um, I tried to do some CrossFit. Okay. Had a back injury and that just yeah. kind of. So you were doing, you were just doing like a couple of days a week prior to coming, coming into MBS. Yes. Okay. Um, what, uh, had you ever worked with like a coach before any of that? Uh, I had hired a little trainer at one of the local gyms here and it, it just didn't compare to what was here. Okay. Gotcha. It, yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, so then for a while we focused on kind of some of the physique stuff. Mm-hmm. Not talking about once you were at MBS, yes. like obviously then you get kind of exposed to, to some different, um, types of training or mm-hmm. different types of goals. Talk about, talk to us about, um, kind of how your story since you've been at MBS and, and how that's kind of changed over the years. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so much I could say, um, my diet. Mm-hmm. I really want to focus on that and people need to understand that yogurt and granola and all those things that I was doing prior. And I know you've mentioned that before. Women think, Oh, I'm eating yogurt and granola. It's, it doesn't, and in it doesn't cereal, work. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> I tried it yeah, and I was not getting the results. Um, why do you think that's attractive to women? Because I mean, it's, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. It, they market it to be healthy and not that it's not healthy. It's right. better than a candy bar or fast food. Yeah. Not knocking that, but to get your body to where you want it to look and move and feel right. It, you have, you have to eat your macros. Yeah. Yeah. You got that. It's so important. And people are like, Oh, I don't eat carbs. Carbs is your friend. It's yeah. the type of carbs and how much you eat. Yeah. So, um, but that changed, that goal changed for me is my diet because okay. I had hit 40 and I saw some pictures and I never was a big person, mm-hmm. um, but my metabolism changed too. Yeah. When I hit 40, I saw my 40th birthday party pictures. I'm like, oh my God, I got to do something. I think, you know, so, it's one of those things that like you kind of discount when you're yeah, 20 when someone's absolutely. like, hey, look, your body's going to be different when you're 30 and 40. Like, yeah, whatever. I exercise. Yeah. I re- eat right. And mine won't be different. It's like you can do all that. Absolutely. Your body's going to be different. Absolutely. Metabolism wise. Yeah. It's like yeah. your body changes. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, it, And it changes every 10 years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but um, just being strong. I okay. never thought I never was like thought I was like a strong person. Yeah. But that was another goal. I just wanted to be strong. You know, being a nurse, you lift patients, you, you know, help them, you turn them. Yeah. You know, um, it affects that aspect of my life, too. And everybody comes to me, hey, go get muscles, help us move this patient over here. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, but it's true. I mean, you need you need strength, especially yeah. the older you get. Yeah. I see a lot of people. They quit moving, their body goes downhill fast. Oh, yeah, big time. And it's hard, if at all, to recover from that. I think, so. um, yeah, I think one of the one of the good lessons from all that, that hopefully we do a good job of exposing people to, but I, I recognize that a lot of people don't get exposed to, is the idea of, like, comprehensive health and fitness. Mm-hmm. And not that you can't focus on a target area, but it's the idea that, like, if you only focus on your training without doing anything diet wise, it's going to have negative impacts. Mm-hmm. If you only focus on your diet without having anything training wise, it's going to have negative impacts. If you only focus on physique and how you look and don't take into account uh, your performance, because I kind of categorize things as like health 
performance and physique. That's kind of like the three areas of goals, uh, categories of goals. And it's, it's probably unwise to only focus on one area without taking into consideration the the impacts on the other areas. But a lot of times, um, I think especially for women, uh, you get just kind of the, the physique thing just kind of gets, you know, drilled into you. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to look a certain way. And you're like, okay, yes, and we can make that happen, but you also need to be able to perform a certain, certain way. Right, right, right. I agree. Like I said, when I first entered this and came here, I was all about, I want to look good. I want the figure. Yeah. Um, five years down the road now, where I'm at now, that's not as important. I just want to be healthy, keep my body moving. Yeah. And be as active as I can be outside of here. Yeah. And use what I learn in here to yeah. apply it to my life, you know, um, my job, going out and walking or riding a bike and not hurting or right. knowing I can do it. Yeah. Um, just as simple as that. Um, so it's not so much about how I look anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, obviously I, you look, you look great. And so yeah. there's, there's like a zone of like, I want to look good. Like yeah. you like probably don't want to look what you would consider as ungood. Right. Right. But you're like, I'm happy with this. Yeah. Now I want to make sure like I've got a holistic, like full body approach where I'm also taking the consideration of my health and performance. That's where I'm at now. Very cool. And I'm new to CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and I love it. It is a challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, you think you're in shape <laughs> until you go over there and I'm like, I'm not in shape. And, um, my legs have always been my weaker yeah. area. And I, so I've shot away from really pushing. So, and I've trained with you on yeah. legs a lot. Um, I'm with Brandon now. He's awesome. Yeah. He pushes me and I'm just like, stay on me. Cause I need that, that leg strength. Cause I've got the upper body strength. And so I'm lacking in that area. So we're working on my legs so yeah. it'll catch up with my upper and I can just be yeah, beast out there. There you go. <laughs> okay. So talk a little bit about kind of pros, cons and differences you've experienced training on your own training in a group setting and then training, uh, in personal training. Because okay. I think that would be kind of cool for people to hear like the pros, cons of each. Okay. So I'll start with group, like, classes I used to do, group classes. It's fun. You know, you keep each other motivated. Yeah. Um, CrossFit is a group class, but you're you're against yourself. Right. You're, it's not like we cheer each other on, but and it's fun. But I feel like it's more one on one with yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're um, not competing yes. against the people no. beside you. Especially no. the way we do the level method. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And that's what got me over there. Right. Yeah. So um, training with a trainer, which I've done from day one here pretty yeah. much. Um, I've learned a lot. Yeah. Um, I can still hear coaches I've trained with cueing me when I'm out there on my own doing something, you yeah. know, shoulders back, head up, you know, so you learn how to proper technique, yeah. safe technique. Um, and then on your own, same thing. Um, I used to not want to go out there on my own because I didn't really know what I was doing until I trained with trainers and um, I feel more confident. Yeah. You know, you've written some programs for me and I can go out there and feel like I'm hitting the right muscle movements and yeah. getting the most out of my workout. Whereas years ago, I didn't know what I was doing. Right, right, right. 
I didn't have that structure yeah. or that knowledge that yeah. y'all offer. Yeah. I think, um, I think what you, what you're doing is, is probably, and I think it's probably the best kind of approach to it all. Cause I, I think there's pros and cons to each of those things. Um, I think, I think when you're working with a group, you get to like, uh, you get some camaraderie, mm -hmm. you know, you get to do things together. I think people, uh, benefit from doing physical activity in community. Um, there's just something about doing something hard together and getting that endorphin rush and experiencing it with other people and having people tell you high five and a good job or keep going and pushing you. Mm -hmm. And you also get a bit of comparison because there is a reality that like, if all you ever do is train by yourself, you never get to see, you know, you may think I, I'm doing really great. And then you, or I'm, you know, I am fit. And then you go and you do it and you're like, oh shit, mm -hmm. I'm not fit. <laughs> or vice versa. Okay. You may be down on yourself and be like, oh, I'm not just, I just don't think I'm very good at this. And then you go and you're like, oh, like, no, I'm doing pretty good. Like yeah. I'm kind of able to kind of hang with, with this. So I think there's benefits of that. Um, I also think um, the benefits of doing uh, personal training is you get that one-on-one -on -one attention mm -hmm. and you get that like much higher level focus and a much higher level of accountability because you get accountability with the group class, but you know, there is a reality that if you don't show up well, and we will call you and say, Hey, where have you been? Uh, there's just something about like, I have to meet Brandon at one o'clock. Right. You know what I mean? Like the three texts that we get, Hey, right. this is Brandon looking forward to seeing you in an hour or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, you got to meet that person. And that's part of the, the journey here too, is making it a priority. This is my priority. Now, I don't have kids and yeah. outside of here or anything. It's just me. But um, my days off consist of getting up, getting ready to come to the gym. Yeah. It's it's my priority every day. Is it? Yeah. Your fitness it, is a priority that helps you like, to experience the life that you want to experience. Absolutely. And that's where you have to start is make this a priority yeah. in your life. And if you're, I was just saying, if you're struggling with that, if you're struggling with that, Doing it on it solo is probably not going to help no, you. You have like, to have a having someone to, to guide you through and keep you accountable is beneficial. And mm -hmm. that's like, like I said, having the the one on one coach, especially if it's like an area that you're struggling with, like it's a legs. It's mm -hmm. like I just, I just not going to push myself, or I just am not aware of like the cueing or, or or the programming that needs to happen to like improve my legs. Absolutely. Um, and then I do think there's some benefits to doing some solo stuff because there's. Um, it is your body that you need to like learn to build confidence and explore and learn what it can do. And so that doesn't necessarily mean like um, always training by yourself, but maybe like I said, but maybe like going and doing some type of fitness activity solo mm -hmm. and seeing like, can I push myself mentally? Mm -hmm. Can I hold myself accountable? Can I go explore this? And like uh, you get a lot more of a like um, self-reflective kind of zen Mm -hmm. type thing when you're doing something yourself versus when you're necessarily working with other people. Right. You know, so I think, I think, like I said, there's a benefit to doing kind of all those. I think a lot of people kind of mess up and either like only do solo uh, or only do one-on-one uh, -on -one personal training and never like get it going, like do it with other people. I mean, if you're going to say, if I was going to say, Hey, what should you, if you had to pick one, I would say one-on-one -on -one is always going to be the best. But I do see the benefit of if you're only doing one-on-one, -on -one, occasionally trying to go do something with other people. And that's know? where I'm at now. Now that I feel confident 
having been with trainers for four or five years and you wrote my program for me doing solo yeah. and I was like, okay, I want to push myself yeah. more. Yeah. I think I've got this right here. Yeah. So that's why I'm out doing CrossFit because yeah. I'm like, I need something new, fresh and push me even harder. Yeah. So, um, as you kind of come over, cause I'm sure there's a fear a little bit with regards to like a, you've already previously did CrossFit returning to it, you know, after having a back injury, mm-hmm. how'd you overcome that fear? Um, well, talking with you yeah. and this new level method to bring that up. That's awesome. Yeah. It, I think I do think it's fair to say you didn't hurt your back here doing I did CrossFit. Not. No, you know, no, I did not. Another place. I yeah. did not. I was pushing myself, not knowing that I didn't know where I was. You know, like let me try this and right. Hmm. You got thrown into the mix without like absolutely being instructed the level that you needed to train at. And I don't know that I would have gone over to CrossFit had you not introduced me to the level method. Yeah. Um, I, maybe you can explain it better, but it really. It grabbed my attention. I'm yeah. like, okay, I can see where I'm at in every different aspect. Yeah. And then I can start there and see myself. Yeah. Yeah. What do you like about the level up. method? Like, um, what, what? It showed me where exactly I was. Yeah. I had no idea. You know, I know I can lift the weight or, you know, curl or bench yeah. press, but to know exactly. Yeah. And then the, it's just so structured. It's just yeah. so detailed and structured and to see exactly where you're at and just to give you like a color. Okay. You're yellow too. Yeah. You can see where you can go, see where you come from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, for people who aren't aware the level method is a, it's a system of assessment that kind of um, assesses your fitness level across different capacities and skills. So it's going to test strength, power, speed, mobility, flexibility, endurance, all these things and different skills of squatting, deadlifting, pressing, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you good assessments. It's like, okay, this is where your current level is in each of these different skill sets and capacities. In order to improve, this is the path you need to take. Right. And then it matches your current level with the programming that you do so that you're not going into a group class and doing the same program as someone who may be uh, well ahead of you or the same program as someone who may be well behind you is doing, you're doing individual uh, programming training based off of your skill set within a group setting. So right. That's, and that's where I say you're in a group, but you're one-on-one with yourself. You're right. in competition with yourself. Right. You're and doing, I like that. Yeah. 100%. Um, being, a, so you're, you're a nurse. Yes. How long have you been a nurse? 12 years. All right. Very cool. And uh, where, where within the nursing field have you worked? Like which, um, which different departments? Mainly med surge. Okay. Uh, I did some oncology. Okay. Um, and then now I'm on a cardiac step down unit. Okay. Okay. Been there about a year. Very cool. So I'm, I'm always, uh, I always like to talk to people within the healthcare industry who are also healthy and fit. Uh, I would like to say that that's the case for the majority, but it's not. No. You ever walk into uh, most doctor's offices or most hospitals, the people that you're engaging with don't look any different than the, than the <laughs> patients, right? So, um, yeah, how does that kind of like, how has being in the health field and seeing the impact of people's um, lack of health like impacted you in wow. your own pursuit of fitness? It has opened my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we all have, you know, genetic predispositions in life and we can't help and overcome yeah. 
sometimes. So that aside, um, I see diet, mm -hmm. lack of exercise is probably the two key factors, especially in heart I issues. So your cardiac step down, this is, explain what that is to people who don't know. Uh, we do a lot of post um, cardiac cath interventions where they yeah. get stents. We do, um, we get post tavers, which is the aortic valve replacement mm -hmm. through the groin. Yep. Um, we get people that go into arrhythmias, they have to be on drips. Yeah. So we take care of those. That's kind of the main. Yeah. It's, it's people who are having issues with their heart. Yes. Cardiovascular um, or um, heart disease issues with their right. heart who are going in and having some type of intervention, intervention surgery yes. done. Once they leave that unit where the surgery was done, they come down to y'all. Yes. To kind for of take, overnight. Right. To take to care of them. So you're seeing, you're seeing people who are having heart issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how many of them are, I mean, uh, how many of the, the, the people that you're seeing on a regular basis are there due to lifestyle choices primarily? I would say probably 70 to 80%. Yeah. Just off the top of my head. Yeah. Preventable um, heart yes. issues. Diet yeah. and lack of lack exercise. Of exercise. Yeah. Uh, stress. Yeah. Stress. Stress is a big one. Um, you know, I talk to my patients. They're not on vents. They're able to talk like yeah. you and I. And, you know, I try to listen to them and help them and talk to them and figure out where they're, where they've been, what got them there. Yeah. Um, how long it took for them to get there. Yeah. Um, and then I talk to them about leaving when they leave, you know. You know, medicines are great. I give medicines. I believe yeah. in medicines. Um, it's important to take them. Yeah. But also you can make some lifestyle changes to maybe come off of some of yeah. those or all of them. Um, diabetes is another yeah. big, big I mean, thing. obesity, diabetes, yes, heart absolutely. disease. It all, all it's all together. How many, um, I can't remember the exact numbers, but every study I've seen, it shows that like even, even when faced with um, the reality of death, hey, if you didn't live in modern times and we hadn't fought, mm -hmm figured this out you'll be dead yes right yes um so congratulations on a second life <laughs> um but how many of those uh, how many of those people like tend to then implement new lifestyle choices versus continue to do what got them there in the first place um i don't see a lot of return patients okay every once in a while will um they, they're just so chronically ill yeah it's kind of toward the end of their, life their issue yeah, yeah. um but, you know, patients ask me, how do you stay so thin? You walk around here all the time. I'm like, no, my body's accustomed to walking around, you yeah. know, and they ask me what I do. I've, a lot of patients ask me, how do you stay so thin? What do you do? What do you eat? And I tell them. And I'm like, just walk. Yeah. You just go outside and walk. Yeah. Just move. Keep your body moving. It's so important. So important. Um, and I give them diet information when they discharge home. Yeah. Here's what to eat. Here's what not to eat. Yeah. I don't mean you can't have like a little cheat here and there. I mean, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's a lifestyle change. Were you in the class the other day when we were looking at that diet? No. Okay. I, I don't say, think so. I won't say, uh -uh. What, I won't say what hospital it was from, but it was oh, a, gosh. I want to say it was a pre maybe lap band surgery diet. I can't remember, but it was like, <laughs> it, it was pretty it was pretty bad but the thing I, that stuck out the most was it, it, it was a cup of ice cream every night 
Oh, really? Was it assigned nice. diet? I was like, wait a minute. Like you're assigning. The Halo Top ice cream, right? I don't no. I think it was just straight <laughs> up. Deal. Yeah. Uh, the good stuff. The cream <laughs> cream ice cream. Yeah, I was like, uh, we were just kind of blown away. I was like, this, like a hospital is giving out. The rest of it is pretty bad, too. It, you know, it was like, it was really weird. It was like each meal would have only one macro in it. Like you would have like a meal that was like green beans and beets. And then the next meal might be like, was like hot dogs. It, it was nothing. <laughs> I've got to see this, David. <laughs> ask, ask Angie because she's got it. But yeah, uh, it, it was uh, it was just like really weird. But then I was like, this has got hot dogs and ice cream in it. Like, I like it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, well, of course. Uh, and it, it, I'm sure it was like somewhat of a, hey, you're already eating like really bad. We're not going to like bounce you from eating terrible to chicken breast, rice, and broccoli every right. meal. So that's like. If you're currently eating, let's give you some amount of sweets just to tide you over. But right. still, it was that's interesting. It was an interesting oh, diet. I gotta see that. <laughs> what um, what do you think the the healthcare industry like needs improvement with regards to actually helping people get 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 healthy and fit? Because I, um. Any changes we have made thus far have not impacted the trend. The trend is continuing to go in the wrong direction. More people are continuing to be uh, overweight, obese, unhealthy. Diabetes is going up. All these issues are continuing. That's putting a tremendous strain on the, the healthcare industry and a tr tremendous strain on the uh, pocketbooks of Americans. We implement changes and then nothing none of them have an impact right so like what do you see being in it as like a way to actually or where's kind of the deficit where's the issues coming from i mean this last year uh, one of my biggest pet peeves was like this last year we had a disease that was like that shined a spotlight on health issues it's like hey man like this thing is like pretty not a big deal for you uh, if you're relatively healthy, I mean, you had it and it yes. sucked, yes. but you recovered from it and, and feel fine. Right. Uh, but it was like your chance of dying for this go up per issue that you have obesity chances go up, right. diabetes chances go up, right. heart disease chances go up. And the entire message the whole year was not, Hey guys, Hey, uh, man, we learned that taking care of your body and, and trying to be uh, maintain your health and fitness is super important. There's, here's all the ways you can do that. And on top of that, you should you know, wear a mask, protect your neighbor, get vaccinated, da, 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 da. It mm -hmm. was just straight up wear a mask, get vaccinated, not and lose 50 pounds and start exercising and be healthy. So Because that's not easy. It's easier than <laughs> death. Well, maybe not. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe not. People think of the here and now. Yeah. And it's, My philosophy on it is just, it's not easy. And I know it's not easy. Yeah. It wasn't easy for me. I had to make it a goal and just keep at it. Yeah. And there's so much fast food. And I mean, I just go to the grocery store and I get my basic macros. Yeah. And I just look around at all the, the junk. Yeah, yeah. And how expensive the junk is. And now I'll grab some here and there, you know, but... um it's just easy. The whole grocery store is just. I mean, so I mean, is, is 
it's just a, a, it's easy. Yeah. That's all that. That's the bottom line. So this is the healthcare to- industry just says, well, people are soft and can't, um, and we'll, we'll be able to do this anyway. So let's just ignore it and say, and not address it and just say, well, let's just fix hearts, give meds and cut feet off when they, you know, <laughs> stop, stop getting blood flow. Yeah. <laughs> it, it appears that way, but I mean, they do try, Yeah, you know, um, there's a lot of, um, post-discharge education given. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of rehabs at the cardiologist offices that, um, they offer patients. Yeah. Um, a lot of patients go to rehab. Yeah. You know, so they, they they're going to that cardiac rehab. Yes. And And after all these procedures, as soon as they can get up and moving, we're getting them up and walking them. Is it cardiac rehab? Then like, do they have uh, the neck, like the step down from that? Like obviously you're going to get cleared by cardiac rehab, but they then like, Hey, now we're going to set you up with this gym or this trainer or this. No, they go actually to the, there's a rehab at the office. I want to say, but once they they go to like classes and it's not at a gym. Continually though, like, like forever or it's, it's, like I understand the step down rehab. I'm saying once they get to that bottom rehab where they're doing the exercise at the office, at some point does I think they like I don't know how often they go, but I okay. would think over time they just go or they may give them information from there to okay. go and take home and do. Okay. Um, but I tell all my patients it's just so important to move. Yeah. Just just, just move. Just walk. <laughs> you don't want to go to a gym, don't go to a gym. Just just walk. Just Stay moving. Or do something. Yeah. Yes. Don't just lay there or sit there all day. Yeah. The the way I try to describe it is like, you need to do something that pushes the boundaries of your current physical abilities. Absolutely. And if walking is pushing the boundaries of your current physical abilities, then you need to walk. Absolutely. And then once walking isn't, then you need to run. You know what right. I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. that's the, and that's what I mean. Like, a lot of my patients are older. Yeah. Um. So, you know, well, I'll just sit in a chair all day. Well, Walk around the house. Yeah. Just walk around the house. You know, once an hour, get up and walk around the house. It's as right. easy as that. Yeah. So. Don't just sit down all right. day. Because that's easy. Yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I make myself get up and get in here. Because I know what I put in, I'm going to get out. Yeah. Tenfold. Rachel is also in the, uh, in the she's a nurse practitioner, but she said, you know, you got to choose your heart. Like, mm-hmm. exercise hard. Mm-hmm. So you can either go do that, but so yeah. is going to the doctor and having, uh, you know, heart valve replacement. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, absolutely. You can choose whichever heart you want to do. But absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. And, you know, people tell me, oh, gyms are expensive. Well, so is eating. Well, so is yeah, eating yeah. bad. And, you know, all the bad habits you spend your money on. Oh, I yeah. choose to put my money on things that I can get yeah. positive. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It, it's uh gyms are definitely not expensive in fact i'd yeah. say gyms are significantly underpriced to the point where it's actually detrimental yes. to people i agree <laughs> i agree but you know people just have in their mind oh that costs yeah. you know there are some that are you yeah. know yeah i'm not talking about people that are yeah. that are in poverty what whatnot obviously but yeah it's more just it it's an it from the outside it's, it's it seems expensive it's if it's not an investment that you actually right. care about right you know like Big giant ass TVs and all the channels is expensive. Right. You know, it's uh you know, that's hundreds of dollars a month. Right. 
Yeah. So, so I choose not to have that. <laughs> right, I choose to have my gym. Right, so, right. It's right. like if your priority is sitting on your butt watching TV all day, then yeah, then a gym like, is going to look expensive because yeah. you put your money. Yeah, because your priority is right is watching Netflix. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> absolutely, I agree. Where are you kind of most proud of accomplishing um, over the last couple of years? Oh, just staying consistent. Yeah, I know that's so basic and cliche, but it's it's the truth yeah. staying consistent sticking with it staying with it um i've had some ups and downs the last couple of years of my life and i've pulled through it this has been my consistent through that yeah and i feel like it's gotten me through all that yeah um so yeah, yeah that's just, i think that's I a mean, great one. I, I i can't say anymore just the consistency of yeah. it um just making it a party and yeah. knowing i'm doing good for myself yeah the best I can, the most I can, and I want to stay as healthy as long as possible. What would you say to a peer who uh, you know is in your age range but hasn't um, is struggling with health and fitness right now? They maybe they haven't been able to be consistent. Maybe they've maybe they're not happy with the way they look, or they, they their back hurts, or their hips hurt, or um, whatever. They're having negative emotions with regards to like health and fitness and they're just struggling. What would you be your advice to them? Just find a gym. Wherever you are, find a gym, get in there, just get on the treadmill, start walking, get comfortable. If you don't like the gym, just get on a treadmill and move. Yeah. Um, get somewhere where there's a trainer. Train with them once a week. You know, just, just try. Just takes some action. I didn't know that I had this in me. Yeah. And I have it. Yeah. It's there. You just got to go after it and get it. I love that. Very cool. Yep. That's a great way to end it on. It's, it's yeah. in you. You just got to go out there Absolutely. and get it. Absolutely. Cool. Yep. <laughs> All right, Kim. Well, thank you for being Thanks, on David. MBS Fitness Radio. It. All right. All right, y'all. MBS Fitness Radio out. Thank you for listening to MBS Fitness Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, follow us on social media, and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more NBS Fitness Radio.